tryout begin? I want somebody to give me that answer. Somebody, speak up. When you woke up this morning, what else? When you started training, young men, your tryout started when you took your first breath. Welcome to another episode of Different Basketball Podcast. My name is Jordan Mount. Today we're joined by Brent Shook. This is episode eight. Shout out to Kobe Bryant. Brent actually also wore number eight this past year in Albany. Uh, Brent, man, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I was watching a previous podcast and something came up like you were a Raiders fan. What's the deal with that? Oh, I'm a huge Raiders fan. Are you? Oh, you're a Kansas City fan. Hey, no niceties, oh. no I live ten minutes from Arrowhead Stadium. What's what's the deal with that? Hey, we man. have twenty one of our we have twenty one <laughs> of twenty two returners coming back. It doesn't matter. I don't know who's gonna mess with us, but we'll see. It doesn't matter. The Raiders are gonna be great this year. Honestly, I have no idea who's coming in there. I couldn't tell you one thing about them besides Derek Carr and John Gruden, and that's it. What? Um, who's your favorite player on the Chiefs? If you say Mahomes, I'm gonna kick oh, you off man. the show. No, okay. I'm gonna go. I mean, we got a we got a cheetah, we got a honey badger, we got all kinds of players on the Chiefs. So you're a real deal fan, yeah, man. No, no favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just I just want to tell the listeners, you know, Brent never ever makes mistakes. I don't think I've seen you make a mistake in a game yet. Never makes mistakes in game yet. Well, except today we'll when you said you're a Chiefs fan. Later. Yeah, but well, that's literally my role. Yeah, um, I get hired to be a role guy because I do my role well. So now the only mistake you made is is you're a Chiefs fan, and that's it. <laughs> I was born <laughs> into that one. I do appreciate though you watching the the past shows though. That's that's a lot of love right there, man. Yeah, yeah. Carnell did a great show. Yeah, he's good. Um, yeah. But let's let's kind of get into it a little bit. Um, you're a combine guy. You know, you played in TBL for two teams. Um, you're a combine guy. You know, combines are starting to uh, get going here. So talk a little bit about TBL combines and, and how those worked and, and how you got a contract through those. Well, um, you know, the combines are, again, you know, the, the main point of exposure for guys, especially with the draft. So I believe that's in Indianapolis again this year. Um, so that's going to be the main platform for guys to get seen uh, in the TBL. Um my personal experience, uh, well, we're going to have to back it up uh, from my experience. Um, Shane Gadsden played for Paul Wolpert, Wolpert um, back in Yakima in the, the glory CBA days. Um, and then he went on to the Golden State Warriors. I played against him in, in Africa and then I did some work with him in China. But he connected me with Paul Wolpert. So um, I came to Kansas City and wanted to play on my local team. Um, that coach that year wasn't interested for whatever reason, and that's just the nature of the business. Um, and Wolpert was so. The rest is history. I went to Yakima. Man, that's awesome, man. Now the Yakima Sun Kings were a team. You know, was a team. Um, you know, two years ago wasn't this year. I think I, I may may come back. They may not. But let's talk a little bit about those guys that you played with out there in Yakima. Uh, Tyler Thornton, who was a Duke point guard. Uh, Ronaldo Major, who is the all-time leading scorer in the G League. Um, Jackson Trapp, who you know is having a really good career in Germany. You know, what did you learn from those guys, and how was that experience? Yeah, so if we're going to go down the list on all the great players that were on that roster, we're going to have to list the entire roster. Um, I think everyone had some kind of experience, um, some notable experience, and um, you know, some notable plays somewhere. So, uh, but you know, guys like Ronaldo, I learned a lot from. 
Um, you know, not having a great college career, I didn't, you know, really have that experience in college like most guys do. Um, didn't get to get in the G League. So um, that was kind of where, you know, a lot of my education happened. And, you know, guys like, you know, the vets like uh, Major, you know, really taught us to respect the game. And, um, you know, there's a lot that I could take away from them. No, that's awesome. Do you have any good Yakima stories out there with those guys? Any any uh, crazy practices? Oh, yeah, all the time. Um, I mean, we'll have to get that off of the air. Some of that's not really PG, but like in practices, you know, we're always head to head. You know, the culture is, you know, every day it was practicing to be a champion. So, you know, those expectations were really high and it just got heated a lot of the time. No, that's that's uh when when you get some competitors in the gym, you know that that's what it's got to be. You're you're a pretty laid back guy. I'm pretty laid back too, but but you got some fire underneath you, and and uh, you know like we talked right before we came on air, um, you know you're a different different person. You know when you play on the floor, talk about oh, yeah. that competitiveness and, and mm-hmm. where and where that comes from. You know, there's just something primal about sport. You know, um, something tribal and uh, you know just striving and competing and battling with, you know, with your tribe, it's like, again, it's, you know, it's primal. So I think there's just something in sport that we can all relate to. And, um, you know, guys that really dive into it and have got to play sports professionally, you know, understand that, um, that connection that you can take away and you, you know, build a lifelong relationships that way. Now let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, you played for Albany this past year. Uh, you averaged about 11 points, uh, 5.8 rebounds. You shot 48% from the three-point line, which is which is really good. Um, you know, how was that experience? Uh, like obviously, it's a legendary place. Um, a little background, Albany's the place that uh, Phil Jackson coached, Bill Musselman, George Carl, uh, and then your head coach played for all three of those guys. You right. know, what was that like this past year? Yeah. So I think there's something like 50 players and coaches that came through Albany and, uh, you know, Yakima was the same way, all the championships and just the exchange with the NBA and just the high level of play that's come through both places. Um, you know, it was just a, a great experience to be able to, like you said, play for uh, Paul Wolpert and Derek Rowland. And, um, you know, they, again, provided me with an education that, you know, I really value now that I'm, especially now that I'm transitioning into coaching myself, I, I took a lot away from, from both of them. Does, uh, does Derek never not have a haircut? I always, every time I see him, he always has like a clean fade, you know, he's got the, the Chris line with his beard, oh, yeah, his you know, his daughter's a fashion designer. So yeah, he gets taken care of. I, I didn't know his daughter's really a fashion designer. Yeah. So she came and did a show and, um, you know, was selling some product. I think she's based out of California, but she did come up to New York and have a little show. So, Wow. That's yeah. crazy. I did not. Yeah. I really didn't know that. You learn something every day, man. Every single day. That's funny. Um, you know, what, tell me something that you took away from Derek. Uh, you know, he's, he's a really, he's a smart guy and, you know, obviously he played for, for all three of those coaches that I mentioned, you know, what's something that he preached every day that, that you're going to take away from you, you know, take away from him and, and take it into your coaching career. Yeah. Well, one thing that he really had to um, preach on guys that year with that group of guys, because we had so much talent, so much individual talent, he had to preach that, you know, he's, he's up there in the all time scoring with them and, um, the, his coaches never ran a play for him. So it was just continuity in the offense and sticking with the offense and playing hard and, uh, you know, buying into the team concepts was uh, one of the big things that he preached this year. And uh, it really helped the guys out. 
what was it like this year? Um, you know, obviously playing professional basketball, you know, you don't have the college camaraderie of like, you know, you get to know these guys, you know, you're not with them all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, what was it like with your teammates? You know, did you enjoy, you know, the pro, you know, style? It's because it's almost like a business. Like you don't get to like hang out with these guys all the time, right? It's almost mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, we're here for a job and then we leave. But, um, you know, what's that relationship like and, and how do you how do you cultivate those? Mm -hmm. So especially at TVL, you know, it's, it's a shorter league. Um, so I usually do two in a year if I can. Um, TVL is usually my winter league. Um, but I, these guys that were in Albany, I already knew them from my days when I was playing in Yakima. Uh, they always met us in the finals every year. And um, so I already had a good relationship with some of those guys. And, and that really gave us a head start, you know, going into that year with Albany. No, that's good, man. Uh, what, what was, uh, you know, Shadell Millinghouse, I, I really like him, man. We, uh, I'm, I'm hopefully going to get him on the pod at some point. Um, but, but he was a beast. You know, I talk about – is he, is he one of like, I mean, he, I think he's like one of the, one of the better players in the league at, at the moment, you know, and, and he's got like this like bulldog mentality, you know, what, what, what is he like in practice? What is he like in everyday life? Yeah. So he, he's what I would call a gamer. Um, he was actually my roommate or my apartment mate uh, in Albany. And, um, you know, he was like myself, just kind of laid back and, you know, uh, did his own thing. And then once the, once the lights went on and, you know, the whistle's blown, he's, you know, he's all out and he can do anything. He can play one through one through five, you know, like with how scrappy he is, he can box out and rebound with anybody. So um, he's just kind of a do it all guy. And, you know, coach really relied on him late in the games, put the ball in his hand and, and let him go to work. And, you know, he, uh, he provided a lot of the time. So he's definitely a, a gamer. And what, what do you feel like your role is, you know, obviously your career is over, but, you know, each team that you played on, did you feel like you had a, a specific role? You know, um, obviously this year you were you were a guy that was filling in and, and doing some different things and just, you know, I don't was there a play called for you at all this past year? So my role, well, I get, again, let's back up. So I played 23 game minutes in the NCAA um, cumulatively. So with that, I kind of had a lot of time to, you know, watch and observe and uh, reflect on my game. And um, I got to understand that I had to build a brand for myself. Um, you can't be, you know, a decent shooter and a decent passer and a decent this and that. You have to know what you do and you have to emphasize that in your training and your game so that your, your brand is known. People know what you are and what you do. Um, so over time, I developed um, into, again, my role um, as a guy that gets the ball where it's supposed to go, um, don't make a lot of um, silly mistakes, and knock it down when I when I shoot it. So um, that's the role that I did, and it, it took me places. So. I think that's an important point to bring up because, um, you know, I think that's a great you know, thing to, to tell pros and a great advice to give people because, you know, you can't be mediocre at everything and then expect to get a contract, right? Like you have to be yeah, good at, at one or two things. You only get one or two superpowers, right? You know, it's quote unquote superpowers. Either you can really mm -hmm. shoot, maybe you can really pass or you can shoot, you play defense or you can rebound and play defense or, you know, whatever that may, you get the, you get the ball up the floor. Like why would you be in a game? And I think a lot of guys, especially younger, younger kids, um, you know, high school, maybe even college, you know, fail to realize that, you know, just because you're good, like across the board, but maybe you're just mediocre at everything, you know, but you're just really athletic, you know, you get to that next level and it's like, you know, what exactly 
can you do? You know what I mean? If you're young and great at multiple things, odds are you're league bound or, you know, high major D1 bound. If you're not, you really need to find, you know, what your skills are and that's going to take you uh, the farthest and do the most for you. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I think I may have mentioned it on the show before, but like, I think like, I mean, I got a scholarship to, because I could shoot. I mean, I may have taken like five dribbles total in my whole entire, you know, college career. Now I didn't play a ton of, ton of minutes, but that's a separate, that's a separate yeah. issue. Right. But you know, but you know, with, yeah, that was the thing uh, that Clay did. He had uh, all those points and, you know, that short amount of time with something like eight dribbles or something like that. So that's a skill. Yeah, I'm not that good, man. I mean, I'm maybe maybe pickup ball, but you know, I'm not that I'm not that good. But let's let's talk a little bit about um, you know your college career. Uh, you know where where you started. You know where you finished. You know how the 23 minutes were, then how you became a pro. Yeah, so I grew up overseas um, in the military communities. So in the Department of Defense uh, dependent school system. So I think. Well, I lived in Japan for six years and I, I think our high school had, you know, maybe 80 kids in it. So, uh, you know, my class was really small. I was, you know, like the number four cross country runner in the whole Pacific for the Dodd school system. So I was a better runner than a basketball player uh, growing up. And then I just kind of uh, developed the jump shot over time. But I went from the smallest school in the military communities overseas in Japan. I, and I moved to Ramstein, Germany for high school. And um, that was the biggest school. Uh, NATO headquarters are there on base. And, um, you know, it was a large school, probably equivalent to maybe like a 3A or 4A school in the States. Um, So I went from being an average fish in in a small pond to an average fish in a a big pond. And uh, just the competition really um, wasn't there, I guess. Maybe I was just always behind the curve in development. You know, I came stateside and, you know, got picked up for a junior college and, was too skinny, too slow, not strong enough, and just wasn't skilled enough. So I was always kind of behind the curve growing up in, in college. And then, uh, you know, after I graduated, I um, went over to China just to do business. I wasn't even playing at that time. And, um, you know, I got some opportunities and a uh, special status that I had in Germany growing up playing youth ball granted me uh, localized status in Germany. So I played um, as a non-American. So that's kind of getting overseas, that's one of the, the hurdles you have to cross is competing with other Americans. There's limited spots in overseas leagues, depending on which league it is. It could be one American per team, two on the court at the time, or five on the court, uh, again, depending on where you're playing. So in Germany, that's one of the big hurdles is competing with other Americans. And I had that special status. So I got my, my start playing in Germany and um, I finally got in and moved up and moved around from there. Now, what what league were you in in Germany? I actually have a few buddies that that played over, um, and I couldn't tell you the team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I know that like like uh, DJ Johnson. Um, so DJ is uh, he, he came over and trained um, with with me, and um, not with me, but I trained with him. You know, he's a pro guy. Um, he played in Germany, and then um, you know Jordan Halls, who played at IU, played it played in Germany, played in that same kind of league with DJ. What what league was that with? Did you play in? The- um, I'll get there in a second. DJ, did he is he in Italy by chance? Is that the same DJ? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Okay, I know him from Kansas State. I think. Um, uh, I'll, no. I'll yeah, I think he. Um, so DJ is actually German. So I, I don't think we may. Okay. I don't think we're talking about the same one. I think he still may be in that on that same that same German team. He's good though. Okay. 
we'll chat after about him. Um, yeah. So I played with, I played most recently with Schwelm. Um, they're a really famous soccer club, and then they uh, pay for their basketball club with the soccer team. Um, right now, I think they're still I think they're still pro B. Um, but uh, Jackson played or Jackson Trap is nearby there. His team was near Schwelm, and they're pro A. And um, they have five Americans allowed in pro A, and you know his team was pretty good. They did pretty good. I think he smashed some three point records this year, unsurprisingly. Um, I think he'll be going back there again this year as well. Who's uh, who's a better shooter, you or Trap? Oh man, I'm putting you on blast here. I I highly doubt it. He's a better shooter. I'll give it to him. Oh come on, man! He's not even gonna watch. He's not even gonna watch the show. You gotta you gotta go take some credit. You could shoot. I'll give it. I'll give it to him, but uh, I can. I can back him down. I can take him in the paint. So, oh, I send send this to him. I, I, you got to still talk to him. You got to send this to him. Maybe we have a little. Uh, oh, yeah, that's my guy. Let's uh, let's kind of transition a little bit, man. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk speed round here. Okay. Okay. There you go. So you have one whole minute. We're gonna we're gonna get it on this way. You got one whole minute. Okay. You can answer as many questions as you can. I got burned for like asking the home fries or hash brown browns question, and so now I'm now I have to I took that out. So you're not gonna have to answer that one, but we're just gonna see how far you can get. I think the record's twenty two. Okay. Oh my gosh. Ready to go. Three, two, one. Here we go. Uh, favorite music artist. Musical artist? Yeah. Oh, geez. Florida Georgia Line. Favorite movie? Ah. Uh, man. Pass. Too many. Favorite color? Blue. Favorite superhero? Uh, Green Lantern. Favorite athlete? Dirk. Favorite hobby? Hobby camping. Favorite song to sing. Taylor Delilah. Favorite song to listen to. Taylor Delilah. <laughs> What's your hidden talent? Probably go with kayaking, actually. Favorite favorite board game. Risk. Yeah, three seconds. Favorite meal. Three. Two Chinese. Oh, it's not bad. You got ten. That's All right, not solid. Bad. That's not bad. Now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hate on you a little bit for saying Green Lantern as your favorite superhero, but okay, who you got? That's that's uh, Iron Man all the way, or yeah, Batman maybe. I'm gonna say Iron Man probably. I'm I'm locking that in. Iron I can't Man. Argue with that. Can't argue with that. Well, Brent, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I think that was great. Um, let's let's talk a little bit. Uh, you know, combines are gonna start to get going. You know, do you have any advice for any of the guys that are coming in? Yeah, do your homework. Know who you're coming in against. Uh, know your strengths. Know how to hide your weaknesses. And, um, you know, network. Get a hold of who you uh, need to talk to. And, um, you know, definitely come in, in shape. That's going to stand out. With the, We're going to see um, with universities who had the COVID uh, lag and who uh, got that work in during COVID. You know, so it'll be interesting right. to see who's in shape. That's good advice, man. 
I just want to I want to thank all the listeners that came on the show today and tuned in. Uh, we're excited. The Seven Energy Combine Series is going to start off here soon. Go get registered at thebasketballleague.net. Looking forward to seeing everybody. I'm going to be out there. Uh, thanks again, and I uh, really appreciate all the support.